0: I wanna talk to you about real rest. I wanna teach you what the Word of God has to say about real rest. You know, rest in our society is going on a vacation. Rest in our society is the absence of activity, but rest according to God is different. I want you to turn your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 is a scripture that's near and dear to me. My birthday is actually June 16th, 616. And so Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 is a life verse for me. I want to read it to you now. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look, and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. This is what the Lord says in response. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you, you will find rest in your souls. There are two paths We stand in a crossroads right now, just like they did back then. And we have a choice. Do you want to try what they're calling the new way? Or do you want to walk in the ancient paths? The ancient paths are where we find rest. But let me talk about this new path that they have. There's a new path that's full of pronouns. There's a new path that's full of LGBTQ plus celebrating their identity in a counterfeit. There's a new path that doesn't call anything sin that the Bible calls sin. There's a new path where you can be a Christian and never go on a journey of sanctification. There's a new path that people are walking right now. They're calling it new, but the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same occult practices. It's the new path that they say is manifesting. Oh, you can manifest there's a new path that's just an old spirit dressed up in a new thing and I know that this is not popular I know that I'm in the basement of Queens New York City screaming the truth to over 2,000 people watching me right now but Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 says will you walk the ancient path and I'm not ashamed to say that I'm walking the ancient path, the path that the apostles of old walked. It wasn't popular then, but it's popular now in V1 church. And we're going to make it popular in the world because they're going to say this new path is not working. I started off confused and I'm more confused. I, I started out full of anxiety and fear and I'm full of more anxiety and fear. I, I try, I, tr- I to the gurus in the new path. I listen to the power of positive thinking in the new path but I'm ready for the ancient path I want to know who's with me around the world to walk the ancient path because it says if you'll walk that path you'll find rest for your soul I know what I'm saying is not popular in the world even though it's popular among our v1 church people I know that our viewership is going to drop like flies when you talk about the ancient path but I can tell you the things that they're calling new are not new they're pagan, they're occult and cult. And God is still saying, you're standing in the crossroads and you get to choose. Do you wanna walk the ancient path? God is doing something in this hour right now. He's raising up people who are finding rest in his ways. I wanna give you three ways that you can actually find true rest. Number one, write this down for your notes. Some battles are won by warring. Some battles are won by waiting. I'm going to say it again. Some battles are won by warring and some battles are won by waiting. What do I mean by that? I just mean that we we have to choose what we engage with and what we don't engage with. We've got to choose, am I warring or am I waiting through the war? And sometimes we're too quick to move. Sometimes we're too quick to try to open the door for ourselves. We're too quick to fill out the job application. We're too quick to jump back into the dating app and start swiping our way into a relationship. But are you warring or are you waiting? Because some battles are won by warring, but some battles are won by waiting. They that wait upon The Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The Bible says that there is a rest that comes by waiting. Sometimes while you're waiting and he's warring on your behalf, he says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Sometimes when you're on the battlefield, because I'm teaching a church how to be battle ready, you learn how to wait on the battlefield because he begins to fight your battles on your behalf. He begins to open up doors that only he can open. He begins to close doors that shouldn't be open because he's chivalrous. Chivalrous is what happens when he puts his cloak over a puddle and he begins to carry you a across that adversity he begins to carry you across that tragedy he begins to carry you through that season and what happens when you tell people that chivalry is dead Is you try to stop a good father from being chivalrous but I'm here to declare that if you will wait instead of warring on the battlefield if you'll learn the posture of waiting you'll see great victories number two write this down in your notes biblical rest is not the absence of activity it's the presence of god's ways biblical rest is not the absence of activity it is actually the presence of God's ways. Some of you have been hurt by church and you say, well, I'm going to take a seat during this season. I'm not going to serve on the worship team. I'm not going to serve on the security team. I'm not going I to serve. I don't need to be on a team. I don't need to serve. Some of you are saying you've equated wet rest to inactivity, but biblical rest is not the absence of activity. It's the presence of God's ways. You know how I know this? Because in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But Jesus said, here's how I give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Do you know what a yoke is? A yoke is literally... It's something that's placed on the neck of the animal, like the neck of the oxen to plow in a field. So Jesus didn't say, don't do ministry and find rest. He actually says, put the yoke you would put on an animal on your neck and do more ministry, but do it my way. I'll tell you what, do in church the American Christian way where everybody gossips and backbites and talks about each other, where everybody is a backstabber and they are competing with each other and they're trying to climb each other's backs on the the proverbial ladder to success that's exhausting but that's the yoke of American Christianity but it says when you take my yoke and you begin to pull the plow of this great harvest you will learn the way of the meek and the lowly in heart and you will find rest in your souls come on do being on a worship team where you're where you learn how to be a performer that's exhausting but taking on the yoke of leading a global church and worship is not exhausting. You will find rest for your soul. To somebody hear me preaching to them today? Come unto me all who labor and are weary. I'll give you a yoke. In other words, I'll give you a way to do it. My yoke is my teaching. I'm going to teach you how to do ministry. Many of you under the sound of my voice are going to rise up this fall. V1 Indiana, hear me worship team members. Hear me security team members. Hear me parking lot members. His yoke is easy. We're going weekly and you are going to be refreshed as you refresh others. Hear me, V1 New York. We're gonna run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Hear me, watch party leaders all over the world. As you open your home, you are not gonna grow weary from the yoke of Jesus Christ because we're shedding off religion and tradition and we are gonna find rest in our souls. Number three, write this down. Man, this is such a divine appointment for this church, guys. This service could not have happened any other way. While a storm is raging on in our midst physically, God is actually lifting up his people. We're finding rest. We're finding the ancient path. If you're finding the ancient path with me, come on, let me know in the chat. Number three is this. The most skillful, skillful soldiers can still be defeated by sleeplessness. The most skillful soldiers... The ones who know how to battle the best if they don't know how to sleep on the battlefield will still be taken out because the greatest enemy they have is the enemy of me. It's your inability to shut down. Did you know that this week I, bought, I, I literally bought rollerblades and I have rollerblades coming in the mail. I bought a hockey stick. I literally started, I was like, God, I am going to learn how to rest because the most skilled soldiers can still be defeated by sleeplessness. Jesus cast out demons. Jesus healed people of sickness and infirmity and disease. But then all of a sudden there's another picture you see, a seemingly frivolous miracle, him turning water to wine. Why? Because he knows how to rest too. Hey, I'm still still—I'm still the God of abundance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll teach you how to cast out demons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be bad already. We'll talk about narcissism and Ahab and Jezebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know how to turn water into wine? Do you know how to feed the masses with this multiplying loaves and fish and just feast and eat until you're full because he's the God of abundance? And then here's another picture. It's a picture that was given to me at the beginning of the summer when I planned this service. I didn't even know Hurricane Henri was on its way, but the Lord said, I'm gonna give you this message, Mike. Mark chapter four, verse 35 is a picture of Jesus sleeping in the boat. He's at total and complete rest. And he's at peace in the midst of a raging storm. And guess what? The fishermen that were on that boat, were, were, they were experts. They knew those seas very well. And at the conclusion of all their life's experience, they said, we're probably gonna die in this storm. But Jesus said, you might be an expert in the natural but I'm the one who knows the supernatural. And the Lord divinely gave me this picture months ago and said, if you teach them how to cast out demons, if you teach them how to pray for the sick, but you don't teach them how to sleep in a boat, if you don't teach them how to turn water into wine and to celebrate and be full of joy and full of faith, they will not be balanced. They will not be like me. I didn't know that Hurricane Henri was on its way. And I was laughing to myself saying, God, you're so good. You're so good, God. I'm going to be in the basement of Queens where even New York City subway systems are flooding right now. You can look at the footage on my story on Instagram. They're flooding right now. I'm in a basement where literally we have flooding happening already. But I said, God, I'm going to learn your ways, the ancient way, the ancient path. I want to give you my biggest revelation of Mark chapter 4 and this picture of Jesus in the boat. All good leaders go first. All good leaders go first. Jesus was in the boat. I never saw this before and I never had heard any preacher or any pastor preach this before. When they went down to Jesus sleeping in that boat, the disciples were standing in the same crossroads that Jeremiah chapter six, verse 16 talks about. They had to choose. Jesus was sleeping because there's an ancient path. Jesus was sleeping, saying, you get to choose right now. You can sleep with me. Did you know that the disciples, makes me want to cry even thinking about it, could have looked at Jesus and said, if Jesus isn't worried about it, why am I worried about it? They could have looked at Jesus and saying, if I want to be like the rabbi, if I want to learn these ancient paths, then the most appropriate thing to do right now in this storm is to go to sleep. Because, see, Jesus didn't teach with words alone. He taught with his actions. And so Jesus in that moment was sleeping. And so to take up his yoke was to say, do as I do, not just as I say. And the disciples, can you imagine all 12 of them just sleeping on that boat and the winds and the waves and everything ravaging that? boat and all of them say, I guess we're supposed to take a nap. I guess that's the most appropriate thing to do. What if the most appropriate thing to do when you get the cancer diagnosis is to take a nap with Jesus and trust in his almighty resurrection power? What if the most appropriate thing to do when your husband walks out on you and you know, you're going to be left alone is to take a nap and to sleep in that boat with Jesus, knowing that he's going to meet all your needs according to his riches and his glory. What if the most appropriate Appropriate thing to do, when you get the news that it looks like it's lights out, it looks like you'll never survive it, it looks like it's impossible, is to lay down next to Jesus and dream the most precious dreams during the most sweetest sleep that you can get. What if the thing that we need to learn from the general of all generals, the king of all kings, the lord of all lords, is to sleep They got a rebuke because they didn't choose the sacred way. They didn't choose the ancient way. They chose to murmur, to doubt, to complain. They woke him up and he said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Verse 40 says, he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? I'm here to tell you in verse 41, they said, and they were filled with great fear. And they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? They exchanged fear of a storm for fear of God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Oh, you you can fear cancer, you can fear divorce and you can fear poverty, poverty, you can fear hurricane Henri or you can fear the Lord, but you can't fear both. <laughs> you can fear the opinions of your friends who are lost in their sexual identities. You can fear uh, the opinions of man. You can you can fear your, your the people that you work with. You don't want to tell them the gospel because you're afraid they think you're going to be a Jesus freak. Or you can fear the Lord, but you cannot fear both. You can't walk both paths. You're standing in a crossroads right now. You have to choose today who you will serve, who you'll be bold for, who you'll fear. As for me and my house, I'm battle ready. I'm battle ready because... Some battles are won by warring and some are won by waiting. If he doesn't take this storm away, I'm gonna learn how to sleep through it. And when, when I wake up, just like David said, I lie down and I go to sleep and I have peace. And when I wake up, you sustain me. Why? Because David learned how to have peace when Saul was pursuing his life. David didn't fight Saul back. See, isn't it funny that David was quick to fight the giant, but he never fought Saul at all because he understood some battles you you win by warring and some you win by waiting. If I'll only wait, I'll be made king. Even though he's... Jo- throwing javelins I was quick to fight Goliath but I'll never fight Saul because I know when to wait and I know when to war come on this word is dripping with revelation for somebody so I know I'm battle ready and V1 church is battle ready because we know that rest is not the absence of activity it's the presence of the yoke of Jesus biblical rest biblical rest says I'm gonna I'm gonna do it his way now I'm going to present all of you guys back to the Lord. We had thousands of people watch this broadcast. And he's going to say, Pastor Mike, I gave them to you through a broadcast, this apostolic stream from a basement during a hurricane. And what did you do? How did you disciple them? How did you teach them? I'm going to say, Jesus, I taught your people to sleep next to you in the boat. That's what I taught them. Because the most skillful soldiers can still be defeated by sleeplessness. Old men are about to dream dreams because we're about to sleep sleeps. (laughs) There's a joy of the Lord that we're going to be a laughing army, a laughing army. We're going to be an army that laughs and rejoices and declares the word of the Lord. We're going to be a, a napping army, a sleeping army. What a fresh revelation.